Hi, True Believers. This is Stan Lee, and I want to be sure to see you at my Los Angeles Super Comic Con on October 28th to 30th. And be sure to use code MELTDOWN for 12% off your tickets. Excelsior! This is Mason. Welcome back to another episode of Anime Attic, where we go into your attic and blow the dust off of old and forgotten anime sometimes. I am astounded at my own ignorance for this one, because on this show, we are not talking about an unknown anime at all. We are probably talking about one of the most well-known animes ever in the history of anime. We are talking about Doraemon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Pei Pei Lin. It's Pei Pei, everyone's most fun and adorable Taiwanese Hollywood actress. Who? Hey, uh, hey. hey thanks for coming in, Pei Pei. <laughs> thanks for having me. And thank you for introducing me to this because <laughs> I feel like the world's biggest idiot. I have never heard of this show, but I was talking with you and you suggested it for the show. I had no idea what you're talking about. I went home and researched it and found out that Doraemon is actually one of the most popular animes in the world ever and he's basically Asia's version of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I just feel so ignorant that I didn't even know that. But <laughs> no, no, I think back in the days, US did pick it up for a couple of episodes or something, but it didn't do well and they totally just canceled it. Yeah, you're right. The Turner Broadcasting System, TBS, picked mm-hmm. it up back in the 80s, mm-hmm. but then canceled it without ever airing it for no reason or no given reason. Yeah, they said that is no reason. However, some people believe that is because the protagonist isn't an usual protagonist, like very special or with extra abilities. He is very much a below average student. He is clumsy. He doesn't really know what's going on. He's relying on this robot to navigate his life. And some people believe that back in the day, that was not a sought after storyline. Interesting. (laughs) Wow. Well, you heard it here first. The dirty (laughs) secret. For our audience, let's very quickly talk about what is this show about. Doraemon is essentially about a robotic cat of that name. Doraemon. Doraemon? I go by Doraemon. Doraemon is a robotic cat who is basically sent back in time from the 22nd century by a boy named Sawashi Nobi, who is a great-great-grandson of the main protagonist, who is... Nobida Nobi. Yes, I guess you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the concept is that in the distant future, in the 22nd century, Nobita is not doing so hot, his business has failed, and his family, his entire legacy is feeling it. They are suffering because of his ineptitude, and his great-great-grandson is like, I'm going to take this robotic cat and send him back in time so that my great-great-grandfather can have a better life, and by proxy, in the 22nd century, we all will be wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the great-great-grandson has pinpointed back to his lineage that Nobida is the most unsuccessful ancestor (laughs) that he has, and that he is the sole 
sole reason that his the family so- the is, sole reason yeah his family is having such a bad luck nice uh, but basically the story is because Nobida the ancestor has started a company of his own but it went under and accumulated an extreme amount of debt yes and that's why the generations to come have to suffer for it and so he decided that I'm going to help him out however because he himself is still in the poor situation he couldn't really afford an actual super robot <laughs> so actually Doraemon is a defected model of that line oh, of robots. Oh, he's defective. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so that particular line of robot is created as nanny robot, specifically oh. to discipline children. Oh, that makes sense because he kind of takes care of Nobita back in present day. Yeah. And in the factory during his making, there is some commotion. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole different story about that. Oh, okay. With some timeline hunters. Oh, wow. Time machine, that kind of thing. But basically, so he is missing a screw. Oh, he's got a screw loose. Yeah, pretty much. And that's what kind of caused him to have more unique character. Oh, so the others are more typically robotic or something? Like, he's got a really strong personality. Yeah. I wouldn't say totally robotic, but they're more put together. Like, more Uh, organized? Yeah. I guess you could say that. I mean, we don't really, in the series, we don't really see any of the actual robots that are the same. Right. I watched a few episodes in preparation and there were no other robots. It's only him. Yeah, but the concept is that he is a little defective, and therefore he has maybe a, just a little bit more of the characteristics. Okay. Like little things like sometimes his items would have glitches. Yes. <laughs> For those of you who may not know, such as myself, Doraemon, he's got like a kangaroo pouch on his stomach, and it's a fourth dimensional gate that he can pull basically technological, what he calls gadgets from the 22nd century and use them to help the modern day Nobita, which I believe the anime takes place in the 1970s, basically, 1970s yeah. Japan. Yeah, and every episode is kind of the same format as uh, Nobita would run into some trouble in school and then he'll or come life. home. Yeah, 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 yeah. He gets bullies a lot. Yeah. And so he'll come home and he'll cry to Doraemon and Doraemon <laughs> will somehow pull out some gadgets and yeah. will help him. But he would end up over abusing the gadget or just relying on it and causing more trouble than yeah. it really was. Most episodes have this hidden moral of the story that we shouldn't rely on technology so much. Oh. Yeah, that's kind I, of like a hidden little message wow. that's in every episode. That's really interesting because, A, I didn't catch that at all. But now that you say that, I totally see it. Well, and that gadgets are there for us to use right, instead of abuse. them using us. Right. And this is so interesting because my B was that we just finished an episode on Ghost in the Shell, which was another meditation meditation on technology and where will it take us Mm -hmm. and can it be abused and all this stuff. So it's interesting that this was taking place back in the 70s. But this is more for kids to know. Exactly. Don't think that technology is magic and can solve every problem that you have. Right. Yes, I do want to point out straight up that this is a children's anime. Most people that I talked to watched it growing up. I had never seen it. I feel a little vindicated because it was never available in America, but it was an extreme 
extremely popular. Well, first, it started as a manga series in December 1969. The official author of the series, Fujiko F. Fujio, but that's actually a pen name for a dynamic duo of Hiroshi Fujimoto, who is the kind of lead and creative force behind Doraemon, and his partner, Motu Abiko. They worked on tremendous amounts of stuff their whole lives, and they were contemporaries, well, I guess very loosely. They knew Tetsuka and went and met with him and talked with him and showed him their stuff. And he later went on to say, I knew those boys were going to be big. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he's one of their biggest influences, of course. I mean, he's unbelievable. To- yeah, Dolaimo is actually the winner of the first ever Tetsuka Comic Series Award. Yes, they have been unbelievably lauded with awards for this whole thing. He created Doraemon in a rush. Did he? Yes. You're talking about uh, Hiroshi Fujimoto. Yes. He was actually drawing another comic series for the kids' magazines. And it did pretty well. And so the magazines asked him for another series and is towards deadline. He really just created it out of a rush. Oh, interesting. And so all of this origin stories of Doraemon is kind of created afterward. Right. I did notice that the whole backstory of the great-grandson sending him back in the robot or whatever, that was actually first revealed in a movie. It wasn't actually in the manga. Speaking of the manga, I just want to give a shout-out. It's amazing. It is one of the best-selling mangas of all time. It has sold well over 100,000 copies. Um, 100 million. Worldwide. It's been translated into, I believe, at least 10 different languages and still going. (laughs) And it was published from 1974 all the way to 1996. It has a total of 1,345 stories, all original, Mm -hmm. that was then basically curated down into a 45-volume set, but that wasn't enough. So then in 2005, they released an additional five volumes under Doraemon Plus, and that was stories that were not found in the original 45-volume set. And then in 2009, they published published a Masterworks collection consisting of 20 volumes, uh, which ran from 2009 to 2012. It is epic in its sheer scale of things. And the only thing I can even think about comparing it to is Mickey Mouse. Because in 2008, the Japan Foreign Ministry appointed Doraemon as the nation's first, quote, anime ambassador, quote. And basically, the minister explained that the purpose was to engender curiosity among the people around the world about Japan and the culture and anime in general. Yeah, which is incredible because during that 1,345 issues, each episode has a brand new gadget that this guy invented. So that guy wrote over 1,300 stories, all original by him, and all about different gadgets. Yeah, each episode has a different gadget. Sometimes is a twist on some household objects in Japan. Yeah, Most of the times is something out of the blue. As a kid, I remember just really wanting a lot of these gadgets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do know that two of the most famous ones are an Anywhere Door, which is a door that you can open to anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) And also something called a bamboo copter, which is basically a little beanie that you put on your head and it's got a propeller and you can fly with it. Yeah, you could fly pretty much like a bird. It's very free. I know it doesn't really work kind of aerodynamically. I mean, whatever. It's it's the future. In real life. Yeah. And it just kind of sticks on your head. Once you have that, you could fly like a bird. (laughs) Takekapta. That's awesome. Yeah, so those are one of the two that very commonly appears. 
in a lot of episodes, and also the time machine in、uh, Nobida's drawer, where Doraemon first appeared from. They also use that. Oh, okay. I saw that in the anime, but very briefly. But you're saying it, it is in the manga as、yes. well. Have you read the manga? Yeah, I mostly read the manga. Oh, I thought you watched the anime. Both, because they were everywhere <laughs> when I was in Taiwan. I and bet. TVs will be showing the cartoons and. You have the mangas. Did you prefer the anime over the manga, or the manga over the anime? Or you? It's、don't? the same, it's really, because it's more about the stories. Because they do have some manga series that are colored. Oh, okay, sure. And those are pretty fun. So,、uh, aside from these short issues, they also produced. I mean, the movies you talked about. They started as a manga, which then got incredibly popular. There was an initial anime series in 1973 that、mm-hmm. unfortunately didn't even last a year, and it just. Bombed,、uh, which is fascinating to me because it went on to such great success. But then in 1979, they relaunched it to astronomical success. Yeah, because I mentioned that because he would draw the manga version of the anime movie, and they'll release that first as a teaser to the、oh. actual animation that's going to be released after. Oh, cool! Like、yeah. a little preview. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense because I mean, storyboards are essentially. Manga, yeah,、of. yeah. So, oh, cool. So yeah, that's the format that they went with. That's fascinating. And、um, so I love the long forms with the colors and whatnot. I can't say I've seen all of the animated feature-length films. No, I don't think anyone can. There are actually <laughs> currently thirty-seven feature-length. Animated films, and some of them are really hard to find now. Yeah, the original twenty-five films were March fifteenth, nineteen eighty, to March seventh, two thousand four. That was the original first twenty-five films,、mm. and then everyone kind of took a break. Around two thousand four, two thousand five, Doraemon kind of ended for a very little bit, where there was kind of this changing of the guard. All the voice actors kind of left, and the art style was updated, and they brought in new voice、mm. actors for the same characters, and they moved forward into what was called New Doraemon. Yeah, they did attempt to. Put a button、uh, in 2005, like sort of give it an ending,、oh. but it was so unaccepted by fans <laughs> 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 that they were just like, okay, maybe we should just scratch that. Really? So the fans just uproared. Well, I think they're just not satisfied to begin with of the actual ending. There's several that were released. Maybe some were fan fiction. But I know that the company itself definitely attempted to give it an ending. Yeah. But then A, the fans at that time were still kind of mourning Mr. Fujio's death. Yes, he died from liver cancer complications, which is very unfortunate. In 1996, I believe. Yes. Ever since then, you know, those super hardcore fans, they、right. think that oh, the successors are not doing as great of a job, artwork or imagination creation that type of That's thing. That's very interesting. It did kind of re. Launch in 2005, and there have been 12 additional films between March 4th, 2006, and all the way to March 5th, 2016. Is the latest film that was just released, and it's still going. Yeah, but it's kind of like a Garfield in the sense that different generation appreciates different form of the same character. Like after 2005, the relaunch was most definitely for this new up and coming generation. Yes, the relaunch where they had the updated character design. 
designs and the updated voice actors is currently being shown on Disney XD and also Boomerang UK. Yes. And it's been dubbed into Hindi, English, and super popular in India. Oh, incredibly popular in India. But that's not to put a shadow on the 1979 to 2005, which was basically 1,787 episodes. I mean, is it the longest running anime ever? Quite possibly. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm not saying that they're, they weren't doing a good job. I'm just saying that was kind of a transition phase that right. was a little hard on some fans as well. That's fascinating because I watched a couple episodes of the original. Very funny, by the way. Very charming. It's extremely charming. It's yes. so cute. You just want to love it. All the character designs are super cute, and the problems are very relatable. Nobito is a very cute kid who's got bullies. This... Like we've all been elementary school kids. Yeah, he's got the girl that he's trying to impress. And, you know, <laughs> I don't quite understand why she's not massively impressed with time-traveling future cat, but she's... None of them. None of them in that world right? is, like, ever gawking at this walking robot everyone's just like oh, okay this boy has a friend yeah and they're like <laughs> make him do stuff for us have him pull a car we can drive out of his pocket do it well his friends sometimes do that to him but yes. nobody else is really fascinated by this robot right. from the 22nd century yeah everyone's just like, oh whatever even his mom is just oh Doraemon whatever yeah and the, the Nobita m- clean your room exactly exactly <laughs> So it's pretty nuts. Everyone um, just accepted it. Like, yeah. Yeah, so this is a this is. But what he we also have. doesn't really look very futuristic. He just looks like a cute toy, really. Well, because he was designed as a nanny robot, right? right? So he has to be friendly looking to the kids. Yeah. Can you describe what he looks like? Here we go. Here's the test. <laughs> Imagine a cat, but with extra round head and without the ears. And he has a very stubby, short body mm-hmm. with Pause. like his fists are just a circle, Around. a sphere. Yeah. But the sphere is magnetic, so that's how he picks up stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Or some futuristic magnetic sure. that he could just pick up anything. But that's why he hates playing rock, paper, scissors because <laughs> he always loses. And that's part of the only advantage Nomita has over Doraemon. Oh, that's so cute. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. He, he always loses, but he always gets tricked into deciding things with rock, paper, scissors because he's a little defected. A little <laughs> bit, yeah. Because yeah. certainly he wants to help Nobita. Yeah. And so Nobita will come and be like, I wish I had my own house. I wish I had my own place to play forever. And Doraemon is like, well, okay, let's make that happen. There's no rule restriction yeah. on what's going on. It's, oh, well, you need a, an entire universe to play in? Let me just pull that out. And then they kind of have, you know, issues with that. Yeah, he probably doesn't always know which gadget is actually best suited for Nobita. No, <laughs> I, I don't think he has any real control over it. And in fact, one of the recurring jokes that I saw, which was always funny, is Doraemon will be panicked and he'll start pulling stuff that he thinks will help out of his pocket but it's just completely random stuff (laughs) that you know it's never gonna work and he's just like oh keep going keep going and it's very funny I have to say I was really impressed with how cute it was and how funny it was and it was really well written I am a fan of kids animated movies so this was a nice break because normally on the show we talk about all the heavy serious stuff that's going on so this was a really nice break for me to kind of check out because I like 
Mickey Mouse and I grew up on Mickey Mouse, but this is just kind of an entire alternate take. So I was just, wow, this is crazy how widespread and awesome this is. Yeah, but the world that is created is kind of similar to the world Disney has created. In that kind of warmness, everyone is happy yeah. and peaceful. Well, well I mean, like, they struggle, but, but I mean, yeah. it's cartoon struggling. Yes. They're content. There's no abject poverty. <laughs> Every, no. Everyone's... no the, the mom complains about prices of stuff from time to time. Yeah, because, but... and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but she's playing a stereotype, yes. right? The Asian mom homemaker is constantly worried about prices of electricity and food and clothes, and the dad doesn't uh, do anything but go to work. Go to and work come and come home, maybe smoke, smoke a cigarette, read the newspaper, and go to bed. Yeah, drink some beer. Actually, that's an interesting point i never saw nobita's father oh does he he does he appear not too often why but he does appear why do you think they don't have him more obviously the show is not parent centered but i was just curious well i think because a lot of times for nomita his stories kind of begin like during the day dad is usually at work at work sure. and people in japan work extremely long hours Oh, longer than here? Oh, for sure. I don't There's know. No I mean, well, you know, in the film industry, we crank 14, 16 hours. But you guys get overtime. Sometimes. It yeah. depends on but if you're on a legit shoot or not. <laughs> <laughs> they are in a corporate office. Mm-hmm. And they sometimes will be obligated to work overtime without getting paid. If you're on salary here, mm-hmm. you don't get overtime. And you can work 18-hour days because they'll just listen. This project needs to be done, Bob. Yeah, but more generally speaking, mm-hmm. everyone gets off work around 8 or 9 instead of maybe 6 or 7 around here. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. or maybe even later. So I think that's one of the elements. Because the dad does appear when it's a weekend episode. Oh, cool. Or something. You'll see the dad sitting in the living room, like watching <laughs> TV. Watching, reading the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah watching okay. TV or cool. talking to the mom. But I don't really know if there's a set reason or a specific reason I w- why I was just curious. I, it's just something that I noticed. I only watched about eight or nine episodes because mm. it was kind of hard for me to find. I found some episodes on YouTube, but there hasn't been an official release over here yet, I guess. Although Amazon Kindle did release the manga Mm. over here. And of course, you can watch the new Doraemon on Disney XD and stuff. But the huge one, the 1979 to 2005 one, hasn't quite made it over here yet. Mm. You can catch some episodes on um, YouTube and they're dubbed into Hindi and they're subtitled. I also found some original Japanese ones and they're good. I saw one, which I guess was my favorite one that I saw. The Pet Rock. I don't know if you saw that one. Nobito really wants a dog. He's so upset that he can't have a dog because he saw a movie the night before, which was like Lassie Come Home, and the dog (laughs) travels across the country to be with its boy again because the boy had to go. And he's like, please give me a dog. And the mom is like, no, absolutely not. So Doraemon sees that Nobito wants the dog so badly and reaches into his cool pocket and pulls out something called Pet Cream, which if you smear it on a rock and polish the rock. The more you polish the rock, the more the rock becomes attached to you. And then the rock starts acting like a dog. Yeah, I wanted that. Oh, yeah. As a kid. It looked awesome. I just thought it was so funny. The rock eats sand and drinks water and it also pees, which caused a huge amount of problems. Which is an interesting point because Doraemon himself eats. His energy is through food. Food is somehow transformed into energy inside him so he does eat and he does drink and he does feel thirsty oh so he's not solar powered or something no you would, he's you would not. think that the environmental future would, would have no. eliminated no i guess we love our food oh I, well i'm i'm a foodie so i love food but you're right i found out that doraemon likes something called dorayaki yeah which 
I'd never heard of. Oh my god! But apparently it's. We can um, just go somewhere now and like pick one up. Oh man, do they have it here? Japanese market, totally. The Asian market. It's oh, very very popular. Cool. What is it? It's sort of like a whoopie pie. Okay, in so terms a, a of it's whoopie... like a cookie sandwich. Right, like a whoopie pie is basically chocolate cake esque layer and then whipped cream or icing layer and then another cake layer basically so yeah this. like a sandwich basically yeah. okay so instead of that it's two honey pancake like pastry oh and the middle filling is sweet red bean paste oh man that sounds really good it is really good all right was that one of your faves growing up it's a lot of kids faves I don't know if it's largely influenced by the anime, but... <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Marketing. It's like Reese's Pieces with E.T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really awesome. And you could bribe Doraemon with that. Oh, yeah? Nobita has done it numerous times. Buy Dorayaki so Doraemon would do something for him. So he's like, can you please help me with... Can't remember her name. Cute. Shizuka. Shizuka. And Doraemon's no, I won't do it. And then he whips out the dorayaki. So yeah, like oh, I'll give you a bag of dorayaki. <laughs> and then he'll... a bag. Yeah, things like that. Or he, if he wanted to distract Doraemon, he would tell Doraemon that there's a super sale of dorayaki at the supermarket, <laughs> and Doraemon will go. That's awesome. Yeah. I have to say, I'm very charmed with the characters and I'm very charmed with the writing. It's very good. And one thing that you mentioned that I do want to expand upon is Doraemon does not have ears and it's because a mouse chewed them off yes. in the factory. <laughs> And as a result, he has an incredible fear of mice, which I thought was hilarious because he's a cat who's terribly afraid of mice. Yes. And also, he was yellow when he came out of the factory. Yes. But when he lost his ears, he cried and apparently washed his paint off. Yeah, so <laughs> what happened was um, <laughs> the great-grandson that first purchased him. Sawashi. Yeah, yeah, when Sawashi purchased him, I think he was also sculpting a sculpture of Doraemon. Basically, he had given a robot mouse a command that was in error. <laughs> and it has something to do with Doraemon's ears. Oh, okay. And so the robot mouse just went over and chewed off Doraemon's ears while he was napping. Oh, whoops. Yeah, so that was a mistake. They took him to the robot hospital. <laughs> and the doctors decided that they couldn't do cosmetic surgery <laughs> with his ears. Too expensive. Yeah, maybe it was too expensive. But basically, the doctor's like, you're just going to have to live without ears. Oh, man. <laughs> and he was supposed to drink this potion that's going to replenish his energies. Okay. But there's a mistake there, and he drank the potion of tragedy. Oh, Because so that were... exists in the 22nd in the... century. Oh, so this is, this is in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Because this is when Sawashi first got him. Got you. And so he drank the potion of tragedy by mistake and cried and cried and <laughs> cried. And the acid, the tears kind of washed away his yellow and that's how he became blue. Okay. He was saved by his sister, by the way. He has a sister in the future who Do does show Dora up. Doraemon? Yeah, yeah, who oh. does show up. What, what's, um, what's her name? I know there's an alley cat that he hangs out with in the 70s. Yeah, he does kind of dominate the local cats. Well, there's a girl cat that he wants to spend time with, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but 
he's a robot. Yeah, like lines like that are a little blurred in this series. (laughs) Well, he enjoys spending time with her and will go out of his way to lie to the mother so that he can go and spend time (laughs) with the cat. But isn't that interesting, though? Like, he's a robot. Like, how come he has curfew? Yeah. (laughs) Well, but but he also takes care of Nobita, right? Probably just because most kids have curfews and he's supposed to be one of the kids and therefore it's just easier to be guys you follow the same rules this dorami is her name oh dorami oh she's adorable and dorami her series of robots were created as patches to the Doraemon series of robots. Oh, so she... Is uh, pretty like, much like a supplement robot. Right, so things where he falls short, she fills up. That's yeah. cool. She's cute. Can you describe her too? So, unlike Doraemon, she has her ears. <laughs> <laughs> she is yellow, but her ears are red. So it always kind of look like she's wearing a bow. Oh, yeah, that's true. And she has a flower tail. Right. Doraemon has a balloon tail, like a bunny kind of thing. Mm. And apparently pulling it turns him on or off because he doesn't really have a cat tail. Mm-mm. No, he doesn't. Yeah, but you don't really see it. No, I don't really remember him ever being turned off. Because or... like Nomira could not navigate through his life without Yeah, this is great. We'll take a break. And when we come back, I want to talk with Pepe about why Doraemon is so incredibly popular. And we're back. We're back from the break. How's it going? Yay! So hopefully we'll make some money off that. By the way, if anybody wants, you can buy an Anime Attic t-shirt at tpublic.com. That would really help us out. And also, if anyone comes to Meltdown Comics and says the magic phrase, Pepe rocks, you get 10% off your comic book purchase for the day, courtesy of Anime Attic. So feel free to do that. Can I spell my name out? Sure, just in case they ask to write it. How do you spell Pepe, Pepe? P-E-I-P-E-I. What's it mean? It loosely means with lots of rain. Lots of rain. I yeah, like it. my dad wanted to name me something like Penny. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's just so funny because you're not a Penny to me at all. You're, you're Pepe. Like. And I have very traditional grandparents, so they, oh. they strongly objected. Interesting. So Because to them, A, what do you mean you just naming your kid on your own? Take your kid to the fortune teller. Oh, is and that how they B, do it? what the heck is this super westernized name? Right. And so they took me to the fortune teller and the fortune teller told them that my life lacks water. Interesting. Is this in terms of earth, water, fire, air, cheese another one, right? Gold, metals. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, probably. But I, I mean, when they talk about these things, I feel like it's it's very conceptual. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, water means a lot of different things, right? The fluidity, the yeah. spiritualness of it. Yeah, like, and so know. the third character of my name, even though it's pronounced the same, mm-hmm. that means lots of rain. Oh, okay. So they named you water, lots of rain. Like with lots of rain. Because the first pay kind of implies with they did this in an effort to invite more water into your life? Yeah, and I always get rained on. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Really? Yeah. That's it, hilarious. That's also kind of awesome. Definitely in Manhattan. Something would always happen to my umbrella if I remembered to bring it. Right, sure. And Yeah, it doesn't really rain out here anymore. No, no maybe that's one but, of the uh, reason why I came here. That's right. So why wouldn't they just name everyone 
gold money. Because not a rich, <laughs> rich, rich, success, rich success. That's what they I, used to name a lot of girls with brothers, so they will have sons. Oh, but that's way back in like back ancient, country, yeah, yeah countryside. Like, invite brothers, invite son. Got you. That would be their name. Wow. Yeah, that's... or just something pretty, like beautiful in Chinese generically is Mei Li. Oh wow! And there's a lot, I of, know Mei a lot of Mei Li. Yeah, there's a lot of Mei. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Because you want beauty. Because traditionally you would be married off and get a large. Traditionally, that is sort of your、uh, main value. Right, gotcha. Because physical beauty, back in the days, especially translates into good genes. Well, now too. Yeah, I mean,、true. assuming they haven't gotten constructive surgery or whatever. Yeah, so that's pretty much your main value. Okay. <laughs> like、right. being pretty、You're、and、hot. being nurturing. Yeah. Oh, nurturing is always good too. Yeah. Yeah, hot nurture.、Mm, sounds good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> good talk.、Um, but we're gonna go back to Doraemon now. <laughs> so, Pepe, we've talked a lot about the. Epic success of Doraemon and and the writing and humor and everything. Why is Doraemon so huge? Why do you feel he's so incredibly popular? Well, we always want that easy button for every single issues we run into in life. Sure. Right. Oh yeah. And he kind of、oh, serves yeah, as that because at least as a kid, it feels like whatever issues you're having, you can just talk to him, and somehow he'll have a solution for you. That's true, and he is very, very relatable to yeah. kids. Yeah, and so. You always kind of want that, and you almost kind of crave for that kind of presence in your life. And I think on top of that, especially because Nomida is not an impressive character. Like he's yeah, clumsy. Yeah, you mentioned that that he's, he's actually not good at school. Right. I believe in one episode I saw he just flat out didn't do his homework. Yeah. His and, mom came to check on his homework and it was just completely blank. Yeah. And this is a student that would get a zero out of every five quizzes、mm. he takes. Okay. And a flat out zero,、hey. not like one or two, no、right. zero out of a hundred. Oof. And、um, it, that makes him very relatable. Sure. I,、uh, but because think... he's not a loser. He does have hobbies and things that he's good at. It's just those things are not popular、mm-hmm. skills. For instance, he's really good at cat's cradle. Oh, yeah, and he could invent all these different forms, and he always tried to show his. Friend. That's hilarious. And nobody that's cares. Not a, that's not a life skill. Yeah, like, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the world's cat's cradle champion. Yeah, that, that's not going to help you pay rent. No, Nobita. Sorry. No. And also, he has really good marksmanship for someone that's nearsighted. Oh、so、yeah, he, he does wear glasses. Yeah, he's very good with any type of projectile weapon. Oh, okay, so, bow and arrow or something. Not、slingshot. so much bow. Yeah, like slingshot, but mostly he uses rubber bands. Oh, or, okay. I, I mean,、you. like his own. Personal record is、sure. he shot boogers up to a light switch and it worked. <laughs> That's his personal proud moment. That's pretty funny. I want to talk a little bit about the art. All the character designs are super adorable. They're all very big eyes and they're very cartoony. They're not Disney. I don't want to give the implication that they're Disney. They're def- very simple. Yeah, everybody's、animation. round. I don't know. They just look cute. Everybody just looks super cute. Pretty stylized. Very stylized.、Yeah. And I think. 
it's a sign of effectiveness that in the updating, in the 2005 updating, the character designs were really not changed at mm-hmm. all, really. Slightly. But I mean very slightly. Their noses were softened a little bit mm-hmm. and they used to be kind of thinner and now they're a little more full-bodied. I don't know what that says about our, <laughs> our culture but <laughs> or our world state. But overall, everything kind of stayed the same. I thought that was very interesting that they're so iconic and so effective mm. that really everyone was like, don't mess with perfection. Just keep it. He's even got the same shirt. It's, yeah. It's not even a different shirt. And also, like, I think it was important for them to keep that lineage going. Mm-hmm. That... Well, you said that the fans were so into it. Yes. I think it's important, let's say, for the parents to be able to show the kids something that they loved as a kid and it still kind of relatively looks the same. Yeah. And that feels... I guess you bond with your kids more that way. Yeah, sure. Because then you can relate to the same thing. Yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. I also thought it was interesting. The format of the show changed slightly. In the 1979 stuff, it was a full 22-minute episode. And when it got to the 2005 kind of reboot, it turned into two short episodes. So two 10-minute, or I guess eight-minute episodes per episode. So I thought that was really interesting. I also wondered if that was perhaps a sign of our decreasing attention span. I was thinking that too, shorter and shorter attention span. Right. YouTube videos are so popular now, but I was actually just talking to a friend of mine and he was, man, if it's over two minutes, I don't even... Two minutes? Yeah. I was just, wow, but I mean, that's the thing. Or yeah, I was really into this thing. I watched the first two minutes of it. It was great. Well, what happened after that oh uh you know i don't know i got i got stuff i gotta do man (laughs) so what happens after that why don't you go watch it yeah yeah do your own thing what am i review anyway but i thought that was interesting that they did change the format to get two shorter episodes but it didn't decrease the quality at all i still enjoyed it i still thought it was super funny and super cute because the stories are pretty simple yeah it's basically every story is nobita has a problem doremon pulls a magic gadget out of his pocket or somehow comes up with a gadget. It very much involves around their daily lives. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just kind of the thing. In the long forms, in the animated feature lengths, they do more of the adventure stuff. And the stories do kind of take um, a darker tone. I had read about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not seen the films, obviously, but um, they they all are uh, very critically acclaimed. Everybody loves them. Uh, I did see that the first film was basically Nobita's adventure in Dinosaur World or whatever. So apparently they go to prehistoric dinosaur times and and have, uh, like you said, a, a more serious, more kind of darker adventure. Just, just in terms of like they could get eaten, they could get, um, you know. It's, I, I mean, it's still a kids' movie. It's not. I'm not going to say that they're like running yeah. around. But like, there's more of that sort of moral messages coming out of these um, feature oh. films. Oh, have you seen them? Uh, yeah, a, a couple of them. Uh, like like I've seen oh, yeah. the Nomida and his dinosaur, that one, the first one. Yeah, did you like it? Yes, it's so cute. <laughs> and mostly like these long forms type of emphasize on um, teamwork. Oh, cool. And you see more of in-depth of their relationships with each other. Right. We haven't talked about it, but Nobita kind of runs around with a crew. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's Doraemon. And then there's also a girl named Shitsuka who is modeled after Mr. Fujio's ideal female wow yeah 
He did say that Nomi does uh, loosely based on himself as well. Oh, I would imagine that to be yeah. the case. Yeah. Oh, so that's cute. Well, I mean, so she... she is definitely the Japanese epitome of what an ideal female is to him. Right. They're... In the 70s. I don't know how old they are. Are they like eight, ten? around there yeah so she's very pretty and she's very nice she's very kind that's the interesting thing because when you read the mangas uh, her looks are not so emphasized oh, okay. nobody that has a crush on her but it's right. she's popular in that way like people do like her mm -hmm. but she rarely talks about like because she's pretty i like her because she's prettier it's usually because she's smart sure and she's very japanese called yasashi which is kind of a very tender, sort of feminine, soft-spoken. Submissive? I wouldn't say submissive, but just, I guess, feminine would sure. be the word for it. Sweet? Yeah. Okay. Like, sort of like a combo of all that. All that? All right. Yeah. I'll get it. I'll get it eventually. <laughs> I uh... guess sort of like a Disney princess in like the 50s. Like, like a um, Snow White type of personality. Sure. Loves to do housework and... Well, like, you know, loves little animals. <laughs> right, Likes right. to take care of little animals. Yeah, nurturing. Yeah. That, that's true, yeah. I got yeah, you. That's true. And she does really well in school. Right. That's good times. If you have an intelligent, attractive person who's also caring, this, <laughs> this sounds great. Good job, Nobita. <laughs> And even though she's part of the group, she's not always involved in all of their activities. Nobita typically runs around with a couple guys, basically. Kind of a chubby guy. Yeah, the first one is Takeshi Goda, who everyone calls Gian. Yeah, and he's... I couldn't figure this out because sometimes he's a total bully and beats them up. And then other times they're like, you're the best. Yeah, they have a weird uh, dynamic. Complex relationship. Yeah. I think it's because. But Gian is a, a big guy. Strong. Gian. Oh, Gian, right. Yeah, what do you think? Sorry. He's not sadistic as a person. When he's bullying them, it's not so much like he wants to hurt them. It's just he just he... wants his way. Yeah, he yeah. is basically kind of a brat type of thing. But these kids grew up together. That's kind of the premise. Right, they're all in the neighborhood. I guess the explanation of their dynamic is probably more explained in the feature film. The first couple of adventures, I think they were just happened to be dragged into it. But because of these adventures, they kind of bond and build stronger relationships. And therefore, sometimes kids like that have their advantages at sure. times with their friends. Yeah, it's actually Doraemon that draws them all together because all this wacky stuff happens and they all happen to be in a group. And later they're all just, oh, Doraemon do this or don't do this yeah because they are drawn to the iMon. oh of course and it how could you gadgets. not yeah right like, how could you how... not be as a kid i mean right? I, i'm drawn to it as an adult the hat that makes you fly yeah well, yeah totally or uh, another one i saw this was really cool it was a battery that turned emotions into energy ah, so so efficient the mom wants to save electricity she's <laughs> going around saying no one use electricity so she's unplugging all the fans and stuff and apparently it's very hot and they want to be cool and they want to play with the remote control car so they're like oh we need to charge the batteries <laughs> so Doraemon pulls out an emotion battery basically so you get someone angry and then it drains their anger and turns it into energy and then whatever you touch it to charges it up 
Oh go. my gosh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, one, it was actually. a good one, man. It's pretty awesome. But one of my favorites is memory toast. Oh, what's that? So, <laughs> Nomida is ill prepared for a test, of course. He never studies. Yeah. <laughs> And so Doraemo pulls out this memory toast, which is pretty much slices mm-hmm. of bread. And if you put the slice on top of your book, okay, whatever is written on the book would be printed onto the toast. And okay. as soon as you consume the toast, you consume the knowledge that's printed on it. So it's not just the book. It has to be a page. Yeah. Okay. So you, so can't, you, just, you can't just do a whole book. No. Okay, no you have you. to actually eat all the pages. Got you. Okay. All right. That's cool. That's pretty funny. How great is that? It's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. It would have saved me a couple times. Right? Like all the knowledge in the world, you could just eat it. (laughs) I hope it tastes good. And it'll be yours. That's awesome. I have to say, a lot of these gadgets, yeah, this is great stuff. Way to go, Hiroshi. But I got to mention that in that particular episode, before Dolayamon pulled out the memory toast, which was the the winning gadget, he had two other failed ideas, (laughs) which which showcased his character. Uh Uh-huh. So at first, Nomida is stressing about the test. And so Doraemon pulls out this gadget and says, let's just blow the school down. (laughs) And Nomida, obviously, that does not solve my problem. Right, right. It's like, okay, puts it away. Took out another gadget. Why don't we just change your teacher into a gorilla? Awesome. And Nomida had this whole segment that he imagined his teacher as a gorilla. You got to see that, yeah. And he's like, no, that's even scarier. (laughs) And then he pulled out the That's great. (laughs) I know I've said this already, but the writing is really good. It's just fun and funny. Hilarious. I also wanted to mention Suneo, who is another friend from the neighborhood. He is kind of the rich kid of the neighborhood. Yeah, that I thought was very interesting. He goes around all the time saying how rich he is. Yeah, he brags a lot about his stuff. And apparently he is rich. He is. Yeah. Nobi does Dinosaur, the feature film. It pretty much started because Suneo got a dinosaur fossil oh, cool. as a gift and he was showing, showing off. off. Yeah. And Nomida's like, me, 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 I can get one too. And then we're just gonna go. I mean, they time travel, right? They go to yeah. the dinosaur. And when they first got a dinosaur egg through Doraemon oh, and sure. it hatched into a little dinosaur, but as it grows bigger and bigger, they decided we have to get on the time machine and bring him back to his time. But they made a mistake and they ended up in America Oh, in the Jurassic period instead of in Japan. Interesting. In the Jurassic period. Oh, and then the time machine, something broke. Okay. So they have to figure out in ancient times how to get from North America back to Japan. Oh, man. Yeah. So basically, Suneo brags a lot about his stuff. And most of the time, people are impressed, especially Shitsuka, because she's nice and sweet. And that's oh. what pisses Nomita off most yeah, of the time. Yeah, because he wants her attention. Yeah. So he and Shizuka do end up together. Is that correct? Yes. So with Nomida's future, there's two timelines, right? One is before Doraemon showed up. The original one where he's a complete failure. Yeah. Although, here's a question. If he is a complete failure, how did he manage to have a family 
that ended up with him having a great grandson. So he must have married somebody. Yeah, he married Jian's sister. Oh. Okay. <laughs> cool. I got it. And Jian is the bully guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he ended up marrying his sister. So that's obviously not the best option. Okay. So how? No, did... she is drawn sort of like Jian, but just a girl. Okay. So. <laughs> but is she pushy like Jian too? I don't want to just sh- write her off because she's clearly not as attractive. Oh uh, no, because she doesn't show up very often in the series. Yeah. Gotcha. So supposedly he would barely graduate, barely get gotten to college, and then he'll marry on Jian's sister. And they'll have six kids. Whoa. All right. At least it was a passionate marriage. Right. <laughs> At least he wasn't, I'm unhappy with you, Jian's sister. Apparently he's very happy with her. Six good, kids. Good job. But that's why they're poor. Oh, okay. I got you. And with his qualifications, he was having a really hard time finding a job. That's why right. he started his own company and then accumulated all that debt. And then mm. after Dolaemon showed up, yes. his destiny changed. So obviously he's doing better in school. He is in college with Shitsuka. He got into the same college at Shitsuka, which would say a lot because... um, She's smart. Yeah. Okay. And in Japan, as in, I think you were telling me in Taiwan, everything is laid out based on your tests. Yes. It's like uh, your SAT score determines which school you go to. Right. There's no flexibility. Like in America, you can kind of fudge it a little if you have money and and different (laughs) forms of influence. Yeah. Other um, qualifications. No, there's not much of a wiggle room there. Interesting. And so they attended the same club in college, mountain climbing, hiking club type of thing. But Nomida caught a cold and he couldn't go on one particular hike, which 10-year-old Nomida came to the future with some other pill to make him look like future Nomida (laughs) and attended that specific hike. How did he know that he needed to do that? Was Doremon, you need to go on this hike to seduce... 10-year-older Suzuka. Maybe Nomida himself sent a message. I can't really remember. I guess we should watch the show. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And then the sparks flew and they got Sparks flew between her and, and young Nobita. Yeah. Who looked like old Nobita. This is kind of a cultural difference thing because I think what they're trying to imply is that because the 10-year-old Nobita obviously is not acting like the future Nobita. Right. Because he's still a kid, so he did a lot of things that worried Shitsuka. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what's wrong with him? Is something oh, I like... need to take care of him. Exactly. Oh, and it's like, I feel like I need to marry him. He's my childhood friend. Right. I want to take care of him. That's... Night before their wedding, she realized that, yes, she does like him for him. Aw. Yeah. That's nice. But it started like, ah, oh, I should take care of him. Interesting. Because <laughs> in most of the things that I saw growing up, it was you got to show that you can take care of yourself and also be a provider, take care of her from a guy point of view. Yeah. And most of it was... Oh, you think a girl's going to be with you if you can't buy a house and have a car? Tough breaks, man. You're going to end up on the skids. There's also that, but they also value this type of... Well, I'm sure it was very honest. I'm sure 10-year-old Nobita is very honest and true and 
whatever. Just like clumsy, probably. Sure. And then so, he passed some public tests, so he works in the government as an environmental investigator. This is this is after Doraemon. So, so this is part of the ending. Oh, the original ending that you yeah, said they the, tried to yeah. end it, but everyone was so they tried to put a button on yeah. it. So how did it end? Yeah. Basically, that's his job. He's an investigator for the that's environmental cool. department. That's not a bad job. And then they have one kid instead okay. of six. But they're happy. Yeah. Isn't um, that interesting? Shizusa, the, the great-grandson, somehow still exists, even though well, he they was, still he's have the one, one kid. The one yeah. descendant kid. The one kid. But that's fascinating that in the poor timeline... <laughs> Where he ends up with the lesser choice, they six have six kids. kids. Yeah. And in the good timeline, they have one kid. That's interesting. I wonder what they're trying to say there. It's a little bit of a phenomenon, isn't it? People that are higher educated have less kids. I hadn't thought about that. I think you're probably right because you're busier doing other stuff. And you have more knowledge about your financial situation. The consequences situation. of things. Yeah, right. and also different methods of birth control. Oh, sure. And you're right. The financial knowledge is now the time that we can afford a kid. Or what are the ramifications of having yeah. a child now versus two years from and now? And can we really sort of build a good human being? Right. Well, do we ever see his six other children? Do they turn out okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, because that's kind of the timeline before Doraemon right. showed up, right? So so three of them are in jail, and <laughs> <laughs> two of them are living in poverty. No. <laughs> okay. Okay, so let me get this straight. The original timeline, he is a complete failure. He marries Jian's sister. Mm. He still goes to the college with Shizuka. No, so he never, probably he, not. He never even got there. So yeah. He went to school with John's sister, got married, had six kids. All of them are suffering. He's tried to start his own business. It failed. Great. Accumulated, Accumulated massive, massive amount of debt. debt. And his great-grandson is like, we have to figure this out. Yeah. In the new timeline, he has Doraemon, passes school, gets into college with Shizuka, goes on a hiking trip with her, convinces her that... I mean, He needs her. He needs her because the 10-year-old filled in for him. And then they get married and have one kid, and uh -huh. they're supposedly happier. Yeah, and I think they're in that attempted ending, they wanted to make it sort of bittersweet. Doraemon has done his job to mm -hmm. help Nomida, and therefore after he has become successful, sure. it is time to turn him off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, how can this end? At some point, you outgrow your toys, right? I mean, yeah, but nobody wanted to accept that. Did they actually show him being turned off? I never personally went into those episodes. I don't want to face it. Oh, man. That's heavy. <laughs> that's where I read that you pull his tail to turn him off, but they never show the tail. Oh, man. That's heavy. They turned him off, and then everybody was like, screw it. They went back to the beginning and just kept going basically yeah they want the story to keep going yeah the yeah. new stuff is all when he's 10 mm. still yeah, and, yeah yeah okay i have to say i am a fan i want to watch more i want to watch the movies i think it's a great show i'm so happy that you introduced me to it thank you oh Pepe. i'm so glad yeah no what are your thoughts overall would you recommend this i mean totally i i think even though it's geared towards children i really don't think there's an age limit to who could enjoy these type of stories a fact that i thought was interesting is mm -hmm. It started out as a magazine, and he had created Doraemon out of a rush for the deadline. 
So he himself, as a comic book artist, struggles with meeting deadlines a lot because his work is very demanded, and you yeah, see it in a lot of the stories. They will encounter from time to time some other comic book artist that's、oh, yeah. struggling to meet the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> It's usually a he, and he is always wearing thick glasses, miserable in front of his desk, just trying to draw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's、Crank、him. It, out. it was originally a children's monthly magazine. I guess is how it started. Japan has those magazines specifically for kids. Right. It's not all comics.、Mm -hmm. There's some articles. Yeah, we have yeah. stuff like that here too. I personally never read the actual magazine, the Japanese ones、oh, where、yeah. it originated.、Okay. I started when it was the books that Shogakukan has published. Right, the、yeah. the manga, the forty five、yeah. volumes. Exactly. <laughs> I'm with you. One thing I do like about this is that it shows teamwork is very important. It shows ways to overcome obstacles without relying on technology, like you said. Although eventually he would have to use his own abilities to kind of overcome his. Issues. Yeah, it's a good way to get life lessons across. I can see the appeal. I certainly understand why it's so popular. It was kind of interesting to know that they have elected Doraemon as sort of a culture ambassador of Japan. Yes. However, when Doraemon comes to America, they have to make some adjustments. You're right. They did. They changed Dorayaki、uh... into pizza. Right, because they didn't feel that it would be relatable to right, the youth. I think the in the beginning、audience. they have called dorayaki kind of fudgy pudgy cakes. Yes, <laughs> I did see that in the English dub. Oh, fudgy cake! Oh, fudgy fudgy cake! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But that's interesting. They changed it to pizza. I guess because everyone loves pizza, especially over here. Yes, but that kind of defeats the purpose of understanding Japanese culture, isn't it? Yes, that's an excellent point. <laughs> Way to go, ambassador! You're not telling us about your culture. You're instead adapting to ours. Well, that just says that the dollar is mightier, I guess. Oh yeah, I mean, of course, everything is pretty political. Sure. When it comes to that part. One thing I did want to mention was Doraemon was so incredibly popular. There was actually a musical based on it that was produced. This seems to be a thing. Somewhere along the line, when you hit a certain point in popularity in Japan, they will turn you into a musical. They turned Utna into a musical, and now they turned Doraemon into a musical. I shouldn't be surprised, but I kind of was. What about the theme song? I think it really captures the essence of the series, the lyrics of the theme song. Oh yeah, because it's basically saying that you could dream all sorts of stuff and you can make it happen. Yeah, yeah, and I guess in terms of that, it's very relatable for everyone in the world, right? Yeah, it deals with a lot of general things. Follow your dreams and stick to it, and they can come、mm. true. And don't give up. You can overcome challenges by not giving up and focusing on them. And then, of course. You need your friends to help you through life. Exactly, but I do think it's very interesting that the whole show is basically predicated on you need an assistant. If you are messing up, you can't. <laughs> you, you, you need an assistant to come and save you. <laughs> so that's kind of a weird, conflicting message there. But and your assistant has an assistant, right? <laughs> And he also has super magical powers. But in Doraemon's defense, his sister does not show up often. And also in everyone's defense, things often go more wrong than they go right. So it's <laughs> it's a good way to do it. 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. I want to watch more of it. I'm going to watch more of it. It's on now, right? Well, the 2005 version is on Disney XD and Boomerang, uh, Boomerang. UK. Mm. But I don't know if you can really find the 1979 version anymore. No, I don't really think Which is a shame because it's over 1,700 episodes. (laughs) So there must be some DVDs of it somewhere out there. I mean, maybe in Taiwan because... In Asia, you could probably still find it. Yeah, and then they probably have English subtitles or English subtitles. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how well they're translated, but I mean, I'm sure they are. I gotta tell you, I have watched some sketchy translations and... (laughs) often they are more interesting their lack of understanding of proper grammar lends to greater depth of the dialogue (laughs) where they'll be like this is not your honor where really it would be this is not your responsibility but instead they would say yeah but instead they would say this is not your honor and i would be like wow that is an amazing concept delivering this envelope is your honor because you said because you said you would do it you know and uh, you know so i i find myself kind of drawn to the poor translations i enjoy it it's always funny to see those uh, poor translations because for someone that understands both languages. Yes. If the equivalent of I'm here spilling my guts out to you, having sort of like a slight monologue telling you how I feel. Yeah. And the translation goes, I'm feeling really sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, are you fluent in Japanese as well? No. Oh, okay. So your other language is... Mandarin. Um, It's just because Japanese and Chinese share some characters hmm. and kanjis. And it just so happens that my grandfather was educated in Japan. He had really tried to lay this on us. That's cool. Just didn't work out that well. Oh, sorry. But my mom's generation, they all speak a little Japanese because of that reason. (laughs) Well, you speak your Japanese very well. Oh, thank you. I was impressed. You know, Doraemon, when it first came to Taiwan, Mm -hmm. it has a completely different name. Oh, what is it? It's not just a sound translation name. Uh, We called it Xiao Ding Dang. What does that mean? Ding Dang is uh, kind of like a little bell. Oh, cool. And so Xiao is like little. Little ding dong. Yeah, little ding dong. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's pretty funny. And so I've always known it as Xiao Ding Dang until I think it was somewhere probably 2005 or something. The reboot. Or maybe when he passed, they decided that they want a universal name for Doraemon. So there's no glitches in the sure. world. And so instead of Xiao Ding Dang, they changed it into Dola A Mong. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds similar. It's as you, close as you're gonna get, right? Yeah, I pretty mean, much. Yeah. And Nomida was Da Xiong. So with the character names, we just go by whatever kanji they use, how that particular kanji is pronounced in Chinese. So Nomida would be one of the kanjis and in Chinese we pronounce it Xiong. Dashong is just, you know, it's kind of like a generic, like a name. Cool. Yeah. And, and how... Shizuka is Jingxiang. Jian is pretty much Jian. Jian. Yeah. <laughs> and you. Sunero is Xiaofu. Xiaofu. Yeah. That sounds way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Xiaofu, the rich guy. He owes you. Man, that's awesome. Well, thanks, Pepe. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and telling us all about this stuff. I'm really glad. Oh, it's to... my pleasure. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you came and I had a ton of fun learning everything. And... I was having so much fun um, going back to these. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, you grew up on this, right? Yeah, yeah. this is... Because okay. I like sci-fi. Oh, I like sci-fi too. Yeah, because I like the know. gadgets. The gadgets are interesting. Doraemon does science. And yes. that appeals to me a little bit more. I think that's awesome. Pepe, you are funny and witty and charming. And you're also an accomplished Aww, uh, Hollywood actress. You're so uh, sweet. <laughs> thank you. You're also an accomplished actress. Uh, where can people find more stuff about you or anything? All my information is my website, which is spelled peipeilin.com. P-E-I-P-E-I-L-I-N.com. And my social media stuff is on there. I am also involved with creation of a new comic series. Yes. Tell us about this real quick. <laughs> it's titled Feral. And it also has like a sci-fi premise. So that's Feral, F-E-R-A-L. Yes. The teaser is just out. You can find the link on my website. Premise. I'm just going to leave it and say, what if one day... You have to learn how to be human again. Man, I want to read that right now. That sounds great. <laughs> but I am a huge sci-fi fan. You showed me a little bit of it. It looks amazing. I definitely want to check it out. So I'm super excited that the teaser's out. And it's probably going to come to Meltdown Comics. So I can't wait That'll for that. That would be awesome. Yeah, the studio I'm working with is really talented artists. The artwork is incredible. Cool. And we're going for the nitty gritty. Yeah. And so we're pretty excited about it, actually. Yeah, I know. I'm excited for you. And I'm, I'm pumped. And yes, it'll probably end up here at Meltdown because all of the world's greatest comics are here at Meltdown. Meltdown. So come on down to Meltdown, 7522 Sunset Boulevard. Pepe, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you um, for having me. Oh, yeah, for sure. I dig it. <laughs> 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 okay, so yeah, check us out next week, and we'll come back uh, again with another episode of Anime Attic, where we go into the attic and blow the dust off of old and possibly forgotten anime for you to check out get some more awareness going on because there's a lot of stuff out there that people either don't know or have forgotten about that is still really really good so thanks guys catch you next week bye 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 bye